Hello and uh, welcome back to episode seven of the Hit Middle Halfway Up podcast. The cricketing podcasting consisting of two fairly average cricketers, myself, Jake Staples, and Alex Harper. How are you again, my friend? Yeah, I'm, I'm good, thanks. It's great to be back. A lot of good cricket happened this last week. Uh, did you play this weekend or no, were you no, at uni? No, I, I, I went back up to university to, uh, to go on a few nights out with some mates. Uh, a few of them mentioned uh, that I saw at the pub about the podcast. So thanks all for the streams and uh, keep coming, baby. And uh, talking about today, uh, just like to say thank you to all the lovely listeners. We we just surpassed a hundred streams, uh, so thank you all for listening. Uh, to us rambling on, uh, it's really good, good support, and hopefully we will continue continue going along. But like Alex said, a lot of good cricket, a lot of good cricket by some England players. Um, so. Shall you take it away with Alex's top picks of the week? Yes. Well, before I start, um, Jake has threatened me that if I don't mention Surrey, um, he's going to replace me with James Stevens. So <laughs> I'd quite like to stay on. So I'm going to start off with that Surrey game. And well, I was a shock. I can tell you. I can tell you. Um, Hampshire all out for 92. And it's just amazing if you think about it. And a solid 400 against Gloucestershire, solid 400 against Leicestershire, a Surrey bowling lineup who has, he's, hasn't done much. I know it's got Kemar Roach, but uh, yeah, 92 all out, horrendous display. And in response, Surrey's star studded batting lineup finally kicked into gear with a phenomenal century by Amler, uh, century by Pope, as they got 560 uh, for seven before declaring and winning by an innings in 289. And I don't know about you, Jake, but you'd expect Surrey to be doing that a lot more consistently. Yeah, yeah, it was a, a definite sort of, I think I think after the Leicestershire game that we drew, um, I think the bowling attack sort of just flipped into a new gear. Uh, Jordan, Jordan Clark bowled really well in the first innings. Ricky Clark came in and he's bowled well. And uh, Kemar Roach got his um high his best first class uh, wicket wicket haul for an innings. I think it was eight for fifty. Um, so yeah, it, it was a, it was a pleasing pleasing display to uh, to see and to see and uh, hopefully uh, that can kick on for the rest of the season. Yeah, it was interesting. Hampshire they obviously had that draw against uh, Gloucestershire last week, and that you know they should have won, and maybe they lost that bit of momentum, and maybe they're stalling. Hopefully they can pick it up again on Thursday. Uh, my next game, we're going slightly further north. We're going up to Yorkshire, which was a one uh, where Yorkshire won by one run. It was a one run thriller, and if you say that too many times, you, you lose your voice. <laughs> um, Low scoring, uh, both sides getting 200s in each innings. Um, not much talk about other than a nice one one run win. That's awful. <laughs> and, and, and finally, from a thriller to a less of a thriller, but I still think it was interesting. I wonder, Jake, can you guess which team I'm going to talk about here? Uh, Gloucestershire. Of course not. <laughs> I'm going to be focusing on that Glamorgan-Kent game and Glamorgan won by 10 wickets however I'm more worried if anything about the Kent batting performance they got 138 in the first innings 74 in the second and if you look at Kent's batting lineup you've got England's current number three Zach Crawley who's currently averaging 24 in this county championship Joe Denley our previous number three 
batting at num- uh, averaging 13. And you've got and players such as um, Bo Drummond, their captain, who's been you know, a solid counter-championship player for the last sort of 10 years, always flirted around that England uh, openers position, averaging 27 this, this year. Very poor, for their standards anyway, um, Kent batting lineup. The only success they had was getting Marcus Labyshagny out for 11 by Mr. Darren Stevens. What a legend. Uh, but yeah, no, worrying times for Glamorgan. I think, I think though, we, we've solved our uh, all-rounder uh, situation. Uh, I, I, Darren Stevens has got to be playing for England. Yeah, if you get Marcus Labyshagny out on uh, April wicket, I think it was still April, they played the game. But in April, yeah. wicket, he can definitely get him out in Australia in December. It's just it's facts <laughs> at the end of the day. Um, yeah, no, mate, they are they are three tremendous tremendous games. Um, I think the Surrey one was the most. Uh, I, w- I would say shocking in terms of form. Would you would you agree with that statement in terms of it was yeah. a shock result on form? Yeah, so looking looking at the table, we'll look at Group 2. Uh, Gloucester ahead with 74 points. Uh, Hampshire previously had 1-2 and drawn 1, that one Gloucester we mentioned earlier. Surrey drawn 2, lost 1. Uh, so, yeah, it was probably the most unexpected. But just looking at, so on, on a side note, I'm looking at the Camp Championship groups now, and they're so tight. Warwickshire leading Group 1 with 54 points, Essex 5th with 49 points. Uh, group group 2 is a uh, Gloucester of a slightly larger advantage. And Group 3, there's just six points separating Lancashire and Yorkshire. So really good competitive cricket we're seeing at the moment. Mm. Um, I think, I think in, uh, in, group, in Group 1, it's sort of anyone can sort of take the charge. Um, yeah. sort of, there's 14 points between 1st and 6th. And then you're sort of looking at Probably uh, Lancashire and Yorkshire are probably going to take it in Group 3 if they continue the form, but it's going to be tight mm-hmm. to see who gets into Division 2 um, for for uh, Sussex, Northamptonshire and Glamorgan. And I think if Kent can't get out of their right in form, um, it's going to be a long old season for them. But again, it's exceptional cricket over, over the weekend. It's an interesting uh, mention to Jake just before we went on on air. The inconsistencies that have crept into English cricket. I mean, you look at you know week one, Vince got a glorious two hundred, but since then, you know he's got one fifty, averaging. He's obviously he's got a great average because of that two hundred thirty he got. But it's with too many inconsistencies, and I think we're seeing that within our international within international cricket as well. You know, there are places up for grabs in the top three. Is Pope, who's who's going to be number five? Is it Pope? Is it going to be Lawrence? Is there someone else coming? No one's sort of seizing the initiative at the moment. And the best players are probably Beddingham and Vassonolos, who, uh, if that's how you say his name. And they're both South African. So, so we would love to see someone sort of take the initiative some sort of go, yes, this is my position. I'm going to be batting in the top three or five for England. Somewhere, some, somewhere, someone out there, surely you'd, you'd like to see them just show a bit more consistency in their game. Mm. And obviously, it, Pope's scored two fabulous knocks, um, but they, they've both been at, uh, they've both been at Surrey. 
Um, mm-hmm. So it's sort of it's his home ground. I think he's got he averages. I think his average at home is like a hundred or it's something ridiculous. But then if you go away, it drops down mm-hmm. massively. Um, so it'd be nice for sort of it, the next two away games for sort of say Pope to solidify himself in this England team to consistently maybe have score two fifties and a, and a thirty or something, but be a bit more consistent. Mm-hmm going away, score a ton and a 50 and really try and cement because like you said, there's so many inconsistencies at the moment. Yeah, exactly. Watching him against Gloucester nearly a month back, you could really see he really struggled against Higgins or that 75 mile an hour nipping it around, which is obviously a huge contrast to the road that they play on at uh, the Oval. I'd just like to shout out one more, one more player who has played for England. Maybe his chance has gone. Adam Leith, uh, eight innings, he's got two centuries, three fifties, averaging 74. Is is he is he an, an option for England coming back into the squad or is it too late for him? I think I think I think it's it's too late um for for him. Um I think it would almost it, it would almost be a step backwards because he is 30 odd. He's done it, he's tried to do it and he 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 didn't do very well. Um and I think that there is there's some young lads who are doing it, um, and hopefully can do it. Hopefully, when Sibley comes back from his injury, he can score some runs. And Burns is scoring some runs at the moment, which is good to see. He's got a couple of fifties now, sort of stringing some yeah. sort of performances together. Um, you'd imagine that probably his form from the winter sort of crept into his early season, but he's sort of he got an eighty odd. Against uh, not not a bad like Mohamed Abbas was playing for Hampshire like he's opening up against Abbas for a new ball, um so it's nice to see him string. I think going with sort of someone like Life or someone like Balance again, it's almost like a step back rather than sort of saying we've got these young lads, let's just keep with them because I, I do think Crawley and Sibley will be sort of ones who will cement themselves in for the future. But like I said, it just needs to become more consistent and much more consistent. Which honestly moves very on nicely to some of the inconsistencies in the IPL recently. Um, and whether or not the IPL will continue, because India seem to um, have been hit very, very hard from second wave of COVID. And obviously, thoughts and prayers out to everyone out there. Hope they're all right. I know Ashwin left uh, the Delhi Capitals camp because his parents uh, got COVID, so he went back to support them. Um, Adam Zampa, a lot of the Australians have left the uh, tournament because uh, they want to get back home uh, before Australia shut their borders again. Um, and a few of sort of a few of the players have now sort of got it. And obviously, you hope that it's all maybe sort of like false positives and all of that stuff. But it's a it's a tournament that I think might be coming to its end if they can't sort of keep these bubbles secure. But uh, Alex does not watch them watch the games as much as I do. Um, um, it's outrageous. I, just I, I do watch them. However, unlike Mr. Jake Staples, I actually work at university, <laughs> <laughs> so sometimes it's difficult to be focusing on a random bit of history and watch Butler slog it all around for six. So yeah, I do watch it. <laughs> uh, so don't worry, but just not as much as it's layabout. So. Um, Okay, I I I was refrain from saying again, but uh, no, there, there's been some very good performances. Um, two, um, in from the boys in yellow, 
from Curran and Moeen Ali. Curran's been bowling quite well. He's been striking at over 200, an average of 26. Um, I mean, he only batted twice uh, before this most recent game. I don't have his stats from there, but he, he, he's been batting quite well and he's been bowling quite well. Um, and it, both to, it's, it's the question again, how, is Sam Curran going to be our T20 finisher? If you look at the side, we've got a lot of left-handers and I was saying to Alex how we should have Morgan at five, Stokes at six, Ali at seven, Curran at eight. And maybe a few too many left-handers, but they, they've been doing quite well um, out, in, out in the IPL, um, especially this year. Um, and I mean... Moeen Ali's been striking the ball well and he's been bowling quite well as well. So you've got someone there who could sort of uh, come in. Um, Alex said earlier, uh, Josh Butler, 124 off 60-odd. It was quite an impressive watch. He played some very good shots and um, it is sort of a a, a good... um, a good sort of thing that he's he's striking the ball really well. One player I'm disappointed, I don't know if you've seen, is um, Jason Roy is unable to get into the um, Sunrisers team. And it would have been nice to see him uh, him and Bairstow open the batting. Um, because obviously, I still think Butler should be batting, opening the batting. But obviously, if him and uh, Bairstow for, hun- for, hy- for Sunrisers Hyperbad were scoring lots of runs, um, then you sort of could ask the question, should Butler become sort of our, our floater and sort of be a finisher um, in this batting lineup and having those two opening? But, uh, but no, they've been doing all right. Um, and yes, there was a few players who've left, obviously. Um, Archer never made it out there and uh, Stokes left for injury. Hopefully he'll get better soon. I think it's 12 weeks. And Livingston left as well, which is a bit upsetting. Um, however, though, our... The most controversial player, Alex, Dawid Milan, couldn't get into the IPL. He couldn't get into the um, Punjab Kings team, um, which was quite surprising, as he is the number one batsman in the world for T20. What are your thoughts on on, on that? Well, it's interesting you've come to me for this question. Um, he, he played. He played the most recent game. Um, he replaced, I guess, I presume, Puran. Mm. Um, batted at four, which, I mean, he doesn't bat at four. But the the issue I have with the IPL, and and we won't go into it in too much detail because we don't have that much time. But I I can't fathom why someone, why a team would play Chris Gale over David Milan. And and Jake Jake doesn't agree with me on this, but you're you, you're wrong. Uh, David Milan's number one batsman in the world. He's proved himself in you know to be godly, and also he can field. Where Chris Gale, watching him run between either between the wickets or in the field, is watching a bus do a three point turn. It's awful. I mean, I know he hits it big. But he hits it big maybe once, twice a, a, a season, if he's lucky. Whereas Milan can consistently get runs, <clears throat> more runs um, throughout the season. And I feel they're the consistencies you need if you're going to win a competition. So, yeah, I, I feel like Punjab have missed a trick and not playing him. But hopefully now he can cement his position. 
Yeah, I, I agree and disagree because I think that Punjab made a mistake by batting Gale at three. Um, Gale is the he he he. You can't probably deny this, um, but he he is probably the best T20 opener ever, and we scored the most amount of runs. He has played a lot of games. We scored the most runs and hit the long balls. But I think they missed the trick. They should have opened with Gale, gone with Milan at three, and then you could have looked at maybe Puran at four, which is more suited to playing at four than Milan is at. Um, for because Milan sort of needs a bit of time to get himself in. And then once he's in, he can explode. He's not a person who can hit 20 off 10. He's a person who could get maybe 12 off 10 and then get um, then get 20 off 10 in his next and start scoring new runs more freely. Um, so I think they missed a trick there. Um, but yeah, like you said, I really do hope he sort of does well um, for sort of the um, subsequent games that hopefully he can play in. It was interesting because... Um... I remember when England were in South Africa and this was after Milan scored that uh, century, a brilliant century against New Zealand. I think it was the fastest century by an Englishman and he wasn't originally in the team and they moved him at five and they, and they were like, hang on, if you can do it at three, just do, do it at five and you'll be fine. And then he did it and I think he got nine off 11 or something or didn't score many and he scored it quite slowly. And you'd think Punjab would have learned from that and gone, you know, give him a bit of time, give him a few overs with maybe the new ball, uh, some pace, and then, you know, he can become that player we all know he can be. So, yeah, hopefully, I don't know much about the openers if Gale's at three. I, uh, I have to be uh, honest was, with you. It was um, Mike Agarwal and uh, Kael Rahul. And Agarwal just hit a 99 out against Delhi. Mm. Um, but he, he was dropped and then sort of brought back in because, uh, unfortunately, uh, Kale Rahul's been injured, so he's now in hospital. So I'd imagine now that Rahul's injured, I would like to see Punjab try and put Gale up the top and back Milan at three yeah. and then maybe look at four to being maybe an Indian player or another overseas. I don't really know what their situation with their bowlers um, is because I can't really remember who their fourth overseas player is, but... It'd be nice to sort of see Milan be batting at three in the IPL. As, as an Englishman, obviously, you don't really know what the franchises are doing. Um, but unfortunately, it's sort of he, he's just played the one game so far. And a player I've been really impressed with throughout this uh, tournament so far has been Johnny Bairstow for um, Hyderabad. Um, he's hit a few sort of quick scores, began the tournament for half century, um, and he's been very aggressive. Um and he, he's, he's been keeping as well, which is which is nice to see because you've got to always remember if it's nice to see he can still keep really well because he is a very good keeper, obviously, in the England mm-hmm. team. Butler takes the gloves. I think it's because Bairstow is a better outfield player than Butler is. Um, but it, it, it's nice to see Bairstow keeping. It's nice to see him doing well. Um, it's just uh, a shame that his teammates aren't doing as well as, as he is. Uh, the the David Warner being dropped from captain and opening batsman all in the space of 24 hours. It was always quite a funny uh, funny read-along. Um, there's a few Delhi Capitals boys who who started the tournament off, um, at the start of the tournament because um, Rabada and Norkir and a, a few other players were waiting to come in. Um, Chris, Mo- Chris Wokes in his three matches uh, got five wickets, an average of 16.4, um, bowling very well. Um, he got he got Butler and Curran out as uh, two big names. Um, Tom Curran's sort of unlucky form has sort of kept kept on going. Um, 
played the two games and he was sort of he, he endured a misery in time against Chris Morris just striking runs for fun. And I think Chris Morris asked after the game got asked about it and he said uh, some players are bought because they can bat, others are bought because they play uh, they can slog, and I play a lot of golf. Uh, <laughs> indicating that he's he's a bit of a slogger, but uh, there's been doing. They've been doing really well, uh, a lot of the England players. And, and yeah, I think it's nice to see um, them do well and hopefully they can continue their good form into sort of into the summer ahead and into the uh, World Cup and hopefully use what they've learned in this IPL for that World Cup. It's interesting you mentioned Chris Wokes there because he wasn't, it could have been due to injury, but he wasn't playing in the T20s in India. Is he someone you'd like to see sort of as a finisher or opening up um, the ball? Yeah, I think I think he, he's got this sort of... Um, he, he has got a very good Yorker um, and he's a very talented bowler. And he's one of these people um, who can swing the new ball, uh, especially a white ball. doesn't really swing. And it, it would be good. I think it would be good. He, he adds a different dynamic a different balance to the team and he's pretty handy with the bat if you're going to bat him at like eight or nine um <laughs> so if you're looking at you're looking at Rashid is probably definitely in the team you're looking at Archer and Wood sort of picking up the tail it's sort of I think Wokes is probably going to be competing quite a lot with Chris Jordan for that seamer position I think Wood and Archer will be in the team which they can bowl quick and they're very good at the T20s and ODIs and stuff like that. I think he's going to be competing with Chris Jordan for that sort of spot. Um, and again, it's always fun having these conversations about our oh, Wokes or Jordan, but it's also, we're quite privileged. Wokes or Jordan, they are both very yeah. good players. They would walk into a lot of the other like countries' teams. Um, so it's always good having this debate um, about all of these things. Um, but yeah, I definitely want to see him sort of back in the England shirt this summer with red ball, white ball, all types of ball, pink ball, whatever it is. He, he's an exceptional cricketer. Um, so, so no explanation. One word: Wokes or Jordan? Wokes. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's it's interesting. You mentioned Tom Curran's still struggling, and you probably know this. You you probably understand this more than I do, but. I guess it's as a bowler, it's really hard. The amount of cricket he's playing back to back. Um, I can't remember if he's in the Big Bash, but he's been playing a lot for England. Suddenly, the IPL, it's very, it's constant. This T Twenty franchise, uh, the T Twenty franchises, so it must be really difficult for him to like step back, go spend some time in the nets just himself, and work out what's going wrong. Yeah, I think also it's um, it's a case of you, you're because uh, of because of the situation with COVID, you're in this bubble. And it's yeah. like, the only thing you can do is play cricket in this bubble. There's not a lot. You can't go explore India, go out and see the sort of the sights of India in between games. You can't sort of just take a break and sort of just walk to a coffee shop. You're stuck in like a hotel room, for example. So when things are going to be going bad for you, it's almost like they're just like exploded out of proportion because of yeah. how sort of the situation they're in. Um, and yeah, they're like, if you're not if you're not doing well, you sort of because you're playing so much cricket, it's always happening around you. If you're not bowling well, you you might not be able to have sort of this time to go reflect for like a month and go, I've pinpointed it, and then for another month work on it. You're playing cricket, you're cricket and cricket and cricket. Um, which is obviously probably why the England 
uh, team decided to do the rest and rotation, give some guys a break so they don't get sort of bogged down. And obviously, for some people it worked, but for Behesto it didn't work, for example. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think there's just a lot of cricket. Um, and especially when you're away from home, it's always much harder because obviously you don't have your family there with you. Um, but it's, it's the age old thing when you're going well, you're going to be going well and you're feeling good, but you're going badly. You just, there's, unless you can, it's a quick fix. It's just impossible for yourself to get out of the thing. But so the thing with Tom Curran, I think he's always, when he opened up, I think he opened the bowling in his first game. He bowled really well. I think it was kind of like sixes or seven. And then it was like the last over to his brother. He got whacked for like 15. And it was like, so he bowled two, three really good overs or two and a half really good overs. And then nine balls was just taken apart and he just lost it from yeah. there. Um, and and that, I guess that's the issue when you're playing in such a good competition with such good players, you know, one over, one bad over with the ball and suddenly your figures and your confidence goes from fantastic to looking a bit ropey. Well, yeah, it's um, like um, if you take the uh, recent Delhi Capitals versus Kolkata, you'd pretty be sure a young Indian batsman um, took another young Indian bowler for 25 off his first over. He bowled a wide first half and then got hit for six balls. It's, it's like you you just you, sometimes you just got to sit back and say to the batsman fair play um, yeah. yeah like you said you, you, you can't bowl any bad balls really like anything even good balls goes for sixes and fours the bad balls will definitely go for sixes and fours um, but no I really do hope though that Tom Curran can sort of find his form from 2018 when he was playing against Australia and Australia um, in the ODI series and stuff like that and get sort of back into and taking wickets and then being a, a good bowler. Yeah, yeah. Because he, he's got that sort of Ben Stokes sort of ability where he always wants to be involved in the game. Mm. He can turn the game around. So, yeah, it would be great for him to get back in form. Uh, also, again, you mentioned the bubble. It reminded me of Jason Roy, how tough it must be for him. So, like you said, if he can go out uh, for Hyderabad and get get a few, a few runs going, mm. that would be better for him, his confidence and probably his mental health. Yeah, because his, his twenty, his, he went off such a great year in twenty nineteen, obviously winning the ODI World Cup, and his twenty twenty in white ball for England was, I don't think he scored a fifty all year, or it was, it yeah, wasn't, it, it was wasn't cold. great, and and the bubble must make things so much harder. Like at the end of the day, if I play badly on the weekend, it's not the same time, obviously, but you get home and you just sit there and you chill out, and whereas they're like constantly, it's cricket, 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 without yeah. a release sort of. Um, but no, yeah, I, I really do hope that obviously Jason Roy can sort of play a few games for Hyderabad because it would be good because I don't think he didn't have the greatest T20 series. Um, I mean, he got that streaky 49. He got a few, and then I think he then he got a duck or something in when yeah. he posted T20. But yeah, if he could uh, get out for uh, SRH and score some runs, um, that will be good. And uh, my final point on the IPL is uh is coming to my mind is i'm indian white ball cricket is going to be a powerhouse for years to come because of the ipl there is so many young indian players at the moment who are bowling well batting well fielding well um and there's a lot of 19 20 20 year olds and you look at Kohli's 30 odd you look at Sharma's 30 odd who are sort of coming to the end of their careers and you've got the likes of Devdutt, Padakal, the 19-year-old, plays for RCB, batting with Kohli, scoring at 100. Yeah, Ravi Bishnoi, this leg spinner, took two 
outstanding catches in the field. Um, and yeah, they, I think their white ball team for for a few years to come is going to be is going to be quite good, and it's going to sort of uh, they might become quite a white ball powerhouse uh, for for the, for the few years to come. I'm going to be the devil's advocate here because I am boring and I am monotonous and I like slow cricket. So I was going to ask, do you think that this um, powerhouse in white ball and the money in white ball cricket will have a negative effect on India's chances of also being a red ball powerhouse? Obviously they've had world-class players through their system and obviously they're in the final now of the ICC test championship. Do you think that it's a pro that this white ball phenomenon is occurring at the same time, or is it going to have a negative impact on on their credentials? Uh, I think it could go either way. It, it just depends on how well players can adjust from uh, white ball to red ball. If you look at sort of draw it back to England, if you look at Johnny Bairstow, his, te- his technique, his batting technique for white ball is incredible for scoring runs. But when you put him now back into the red ball, we saw it against India, he got undone. His bat was sort of away from his pad and sort of when he was defending. And obviously in white ball, you can get away with it more. But in red ball, it's sort of the, those sort of minor things are so crucial. Um, but I think it's, it'll, be, it'll be good for Indian cricket because you have so many of these young cricketers who just love playing cricket. They love playing uh, with their mates, like it seems like they're all mates after the games. Now you're talking and everything, and it will be interesting to see whether or not they're able to use what they've obviously learned playing in the, the IPL. Because at the end of the day, um, you've got people in the RCB. You've got the likes of Coley, Davilius, Maxwell. Obviously now, now you've got Kyle Jamieson, but um, at like Delhi Capitals, you've got Darwin, Pant. Obviously, I know he's young, but he's still like incredible to learn off. You've got Pant. You've got Sheris Ayer. You've got um, Ajinka Rahani, who's obviously quite a good white ball and red ball player. So I think it'll be it'll be interesting. It's, it's whether or not they can make the adjustment. Um, and obviously, the thing that England do, which is obviously slightly different to a lot of the other nations, especially India, is we've almost got like a red ball batting lineup and then a white ball batting lineup. If you look at yeah. Sibley, he's not good. Sibley and whoever and Burns and Crawley potentially our top three for the for the Red Bull sort of season, let's call it, don't play white ball cricket. Probably won't play white ball cricket. Um, but obviously, if you go to India, you've got Sharma, uh, Kohli, um, who both, who play across all three. And obviously, I know Root does and all that stuff, but a lot of these people will play across all three, whereas England, we don't. So it's whether or not they can keep that sort of, um, keep that sort of balance. Yeah, it's interesting you mentioned that, especially looking at sort of peripheral players in the England squad. You've got, there's a clear differentiation. So Bracey, I know, I know, I keep name dropping him. Um, he's in the sort of Red Bull sort of contenders list, you'd say, mm-hmm. averaging 50 this season. But at no point is he ever going to be, or at the moment, he's not going to be considered as a white ball player. Whereas similarly, someone like Tom Bantam, who's smacking it all over the place white ball, even though he is playing county championship and opening and batting, he's never going to be our red ball opener. So we have that clear differentiation where other countries don't. And, you know, it it works for them. You know, you've got Australia, you've got Smith, Labuschagne, Warner, 
playing both formats, we don't have that luxury. So it's an interesting sort of debate which ones works best for which country and whether or not you can ensure both white ball and red ball success at the same time. Mm -hmm. I think that's an excellent sort of way to conclude this episode on the uh, county championships and IPL. And again, if you want to watch all county championship games, head over to the ECB app. Uh, we've got no sponsorship with them. It's just a good way of getting to watch some good cricket and supporting your counties by getting on their live streams um, and sort of helping sort of get their uh, engagement up and sort of because obviously at the moment uh, until the next well, the next the sixth round of games, no one can obviously go into the stadiums just yet. So if you can watch them, uh, if you want to do some work, just put them on in the background. Um, and obviously we do hope that the situation in India uh, gets better. Um, yeah. and sort of the IPL can continue because it does bring joy to the billions, uh, especially in India. And uh, yeah, if we do hope that India sort of gets better. But thank you all for listening. Uh, stay safe. Um, if you're playing next weekend, uh, don't miss any straight ones uh, and try to take some wickets. <laughs> Goodbye. In a bit. <laughs>